Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The program on this Tuesday morning, it's the 28th of November. We'll start with the weather around Sydney for today and the next couple of days, especially with the Gulf heading our way. There's lots of rain around, but hopefully... It'll back off and clear away by Thursday, the start of the Australian Open. So today, rain developing, maximum of 24 in the city and 25 out west. There's a 95% chance of up to 30 millimetres of rain. So it's going to get wet and a possible storm tomorrow around about the same kind of numbers, but a little bit more muggy tomorrow. Then Thursday, the temperature starts to climb, partly cloudy in 28. And then Friday, 29, and some showers hovering around on Saturday or Sunday. So just in pure golfing terms for the Australian Open, it looks as though when tournament play gets underway on Thursday, we should be okay. It might be a little bit up and down, but should be okay. It's a good thing that the Australian Open isn't starting today or tomorrow. On that front, we'll chat with Steph Kiriakou this morning, who's back in Australia and returning to the Australian Open, playing a uh, practice round this morning out at the Lakes, which is her home club. She's a great story, 23 years of age, and I reckon she's one of the one of the many stories that comes out of this Australian Open and being able to pair up the men's and women's and all abilities as well. Back in 2020, Steph won the Australian Ladies Classic as an amateur up at Bonville. She shot 63 along the way, which would have been a course record, but they were playing preferred lies. So that didn't count. But the victory counts, absolutely. And it counts as a European Tour victory. Two days later, she turned pro. So two days earlier, she could have won about 60 grand in prize money. But two days later, she turns pro. And of course, COVID wreaks havoc on the world of sport, on the world and the world of sport. So she sort of had to bide her time a little bit there and then goes back through the European Tour to win in 2021 the Dutch Ladies Open, which is known as the Big Green Egg Open. Um, Gained her LPGA Tour card through the qualifying school, has had top tens in some of the majors. And here she is out at the Australian Open this weekend. Like I say, some wonderful storylines out there at the Australian and the Lakes this week and we'll follow them for you and looking forward to that chat from Steph. We might also get a few uh, tips as well. If she's out on the course this morning, we'll get some tips and see if we if we all, I mean, we all need help, right? Any golfer, whether you're good, bad or indifferent, we all need help. And I figure when we've got professionals on the line, we should ask for that help. 0457 736 736 is my text line this morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is my open line this morning and for the last few weeks we've been doing curveball tuesday where we batter batter swing batter it away 
And what I what we want to do here is you pick up the phone. There it is. You pick up the phone. You give me a call. And let's see if we get a hit or a miss. So let me know your hits and misses in the world of sport on Curveball Tuesday. I'll have a swing at them and we'll see where we end up. In terms of the summer of golf, I reckon it's a hit so far. So there's no doubt about it that golf has been a massive curveball around the world over the last few years. So from COVID into live and all the stuff that's been going on. But I reckon the summer of golf in Australia, which has been left behind because we're so far away with such a wonderful history, has definitely bounced back. There's no doubt about it. I, I really think that Australian audiences don't give a hoot whether you're playing on Live or you're playing on the PGA Tour or the European Tour, the DP World Tour, whatever it is. I just reckon Australian golf fans and Australian sports fans like to see the big names out here and love their golf. So for me, Curveball Tuesday, the summer of golf is a hit. Have you got a pitch that you want to throw at me on a hit or miss factor when we look at golf? Tess Madgen will also join me from the Sydney Flames and the Opals, of course. So we'll talk basketball with Tess. Simon Hill, there's some news that I'll bring you around the Matildas. And Lisa Kitely from the Sydney Thunder WBBL team, of course, the coach there as they go into the finals. The other issues in Curveball Tuesday that I want you to throw at me. Netball Australia, I'll get to that in just a sec. But I'm just going to start by saying it's massive miss, huge miss. They're not even close to the plate. Netball Australia. They are throwing down balls that are dead set hitting their own feet. They're not making it that far to be curving. And you'll understand the reasons why in just a second. What about the Formula One season of dominance from Red Bull? Is it a hit or a miss? Well, the Formula One season, really, was it a hit or a miss in your opinion? Throw that curveball at me and let's see what you think about that. The Kiwis coaching job, Tony Kemp on this program yesterday, you had a lot to say about Kempe's thoughts around Michael Maguire and the state of play there and the conflict of interest. It's made news since Tony's comments on this program yesterday. I think it's this way. Now, this is sort of standing in the middle here of this one, but I reckon that they've missed with Michael Maguire, but they think they've got a hit by negating the conflict of interest. So really on that, that one, to me, it depends on which side of the plate you're on. <laughs> I think it's a miss with Madge, but they think it's a hit because they don't want that situation, and that's their prerogative. And what about your NRL club's recruitment for next season? Hit or a miss? We're starting to know who's there and who's not, and some final late changes. Kurt Capewell, perhaps, at the Warriors. Hit or miss? Let me know. So it's Curveball Tuesday. We have a bit of fun. But why don't you just test me out this morning? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's It's a really good challenge. I get to know what you're thinking. I give you my thoughts, and we see if we're going to hit or miss. I've got a Signet Boost power bank to give away for the best caller on that, or you can text me 0457 736 736. Of course, the open line number, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, in netball, Former Diamonds captain Liz Ellis has had her say on this whole scenario, not to mention the absolute no-brainer when it comes to the Australian Netball Players Association being at loggerheads with headquarters and the awards night. Now, I'll say this. If Liz Ellis is having her say about the state of netball in Australia, 
Netball Australia needs to listen and listen hard. We're talking about one of the greatest players the game has ever seen, one of the greatest ambassadors the game has ever seen. A very smart lady and she should be heard because they have royally stuffed this up. So, some background. Netball Australia and the Players Association are at loggerheads over that collective player agreement. So, rugby league fans, we've been through this all throughout the season where the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL were at loggerheads. So, it's been going on in netball as well. Players have been unpaid in netball for eight weeks. Two months, no pay. Then we get to the Australian Netball Awards on Saturday night. While all of this is going on, and let's not forget, this didn't just pop up on Saturday morning. This has been going on for months. The Australian Netball Awards, where some Diamonds players, Australian representatives, weren't going to attend in protest of what's been going on, were forced to go because they received legal threats saying they were obligated to do so. Now, if that's not bad enough, Liz Ellis couldn't attend to present the Liz Ellis Diamond Award. Yeah, the award named in her honour after Netball Australia stuffed that up as well. Courtney Bruce won the award and it was presented by another former captain in Annie Sargent, but Liz Ellis couldn't be there. We're talking about the player who is the most capped international for Australia are 122 caps, four years as captain, three world championships, two Commonwealth Games gold medalists. Like I've said, a very res respected voice in the game. Now, she's taken to um, the public platforms to say exactly what happened. And here's what Liz said about Saturday night. For the avoidance of doubt, I want to put on the record that I was sent an invitation to the event on the 3rd of November, which was the deadline for RSVPs. Just let that one soak in. I was assured that I could ignore the RSVP deadline. However, given that I'd been given no prior notice of the date on which the award named after me was to be handed out, I'd already committed to another event that night. Ellis then wrote an email to the event organiser and Netball Australia CEO Kelly Ryan expressing her disappointment. And according to Lizzie Ellis, Miss Ryan's response was that she apologised for the oversight. <laughs> Honestly, apologised for the oversight, for failing to let Liz Ellis know when the awards night was being held and then sending her an invite on the day that the RSVPs were to expire. Sorry about that. That's a bit of an oversight. Had a bit going on. She then said, my disappointment and embarrassment at not being able to attend turned to anger when I was made aware that current Diamonds players and their advisers were threatened with possible legal action if they didn't attend the dinner. As a former Diamonds captain, I cannot believe that the governing body of the sport I love would treat its Diamonds athletes, who are brilliant role models and ambassadors for netball, with such callous disregard. Now, I've known Liz Ellis for quite a while, and I know one thing. She doesn't just throw words out there for the sake of it. And if she thinks that they are being treated with callous disregard, then Netball Australia needs to listen real quick. As she said, these are women who have not been paid in eight weeks, who are fighting for fair paying conditions, not just for themselves, but the players who come after them. So yet again, Netball finds itself in the headlines for the wrong reasons. 
another crisis of the sport's own making. This has happened so often in recent times, the question must be asked whether Netball Australia is capable of providing the leadership the sport so desperately needs. The answer to that is flat out no. Whether Netball Australia is capable of providing the leadership the sport so desperately needs, if they can get that wrong, what on earth are they going to get right, you would wonder. Liz Ellis has had a say. Netball Australia needs to listen. That's a kerfuffle of the highest order, and it didn't need to happen, but pure mismanagement has led to that. 0457 736 736. Then we get to cricket, the WBBL final start tonight. So we've got the Brisbane Heat against the Sydney Thunder at the WACA ground over there in Perth. So the Thunder finished fourth. They won six of their first seven matches, but then lost five of their last six at the back end. And had they beaten the Sydney Sixers, they would have hosted the Challenger final. They wouldn't have had to have gone to Perth. Instead, they lost to the Sixers, went straight to the airport, jumped on a flight, went to Perth. And that's where they've been preparing since yesterday. If they win that, of course, they stick around in Perth and play again on Wednesday night. And if they win that, they head to Adelaide and take on the Strikers. And a little change at the Adelaide Oval, the famous scoreboard at the Adelaide Oval, which has gone sort of unnoticed but has been reported. In the last few days, in fact, ahead of last Friday's WBBL matches there and Saturday's final, they made a change replacing the word batsman on the scoreboard with batting or batters to align with the recent changes to the laws of cricket. Scoreboard goes all the way back to 1911. It's absolutely beautiful. But the laws of cricket were officially amended in 2021 to include gender-neutral terms batter and batters rather than batsmen and batsmen. So it's got batting up there. And, of course, laws were changed, so fieldsmen were replaced by fielder as well. What do you think about that? I've got no problems with it whatsoever. Makes complete and absolute total sense to me for a sport that has male and female players. It's a no-brainer. But I'm sure a lot of people will get all fired up about it and guess what? Most people didn't even know about it. Really, really interesting. Sam Kerr is going to miss the Matildas matches against Canada. So we've got two matches, two friendlies, um, Saturday and then following Wednesday. Both of those are in Canada. But Sam has been ruled out against the number 10 team in the world of foot injury. She's been replaced by Sarah Hunter, which will be her first call-up to the senior national team. There are injuries galore. Mackenzie Arnold's got an arm injury. Charlotte Grant with a hamstring. Holly McNamara, ACL, all out. And, of course, Canada are the reigning Olympic gold medalists. And we've played them quite often. The match will also see the farewell of their legend, their captain and all-time great Christine Sinclair, who's going to retire from international football at the age of 40. She has scored more international goals, men's or women's, than anyone else. 190 in 327 games. So that's some news out of the world of football. We'll touch on all of that with Simon Hill. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 is the open line number. So it's curveball Tuesday, some hits and misses. Who's hitting? Who's missing? Can you give us a curveball that makes us ponder the world of sport and maybe answer your questions? Let me know. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 is that open line number or 0457 736 736. This is SEN, your home of sport in Sydney, right here on 1170 AM.